know anything about the anime that we like to watch, you know that we love to watch isekai anime. Because honestly, what better way to start an anime is there than for somebody to get run over by a truck and transported to another magical world where they have overpowered magical superpowers? There is no better way. There's not. It's the only way. It's the only way. So... The way of isekai. The way of the isekai. <laughs> hey you guys, what's up? We are the Otaku Couple. I am Mrs. Otaku. And I'm Mr. Otaku. And this is the I'd Rather Anime Podcast number 42. This is your place to catch up on all things anime, new and old, with a lovely edition of our opinions, thoughts, and banter. We know you could be doing other things, so we're glad that you'd rather anime with us. Alright, so it's that time of the year, the end of another anime season. Um, we're going to skip the One Piece Black Clover stuff this week and just focus on the uh, two anime that we watched all the way through for spring 2019. Yeah, so we've kind of been off for a couple weeks. We know that the summer 2019 season has already started, but since we're <clears throat> behind, that's 100% my fault, you guys. I'm sorry. It's okay, it happens. Yeah. But, uh... These are our these were our final thoughts because you know of course that we have to give you our thoughts on the rising of the shield hero. We weren't just gonna leave we're it just off. gonna leave it off, even though it's kind of more or less so what this episode did. So the rising of the shield hero episode number twenty five is the the final episode, and you know you're thinking, hey, they're gonna finish this fight with glass or whatever, and it's gonna be epic or whatever. Yeah, and it kind of was, but the fight was only like the first what seven minutes of the episode yeah i mean this episode first of all it's it's unresolved you know the end of the series is you leave off and you know they're still in this world we really don't know what's going on with these heroes from another world that was that were presented to us yeah we don't really know why glass and lark that was his name lark yeah and the girl who could command the jewels we really don't know why they're in the world with nafumi and why they're trying to destroy the heroes all we know is that the other three heroes are completely useless at this point and the other three heroes aren't out to destroy nafumi's world well i'm saying nafumi's world it's really just the world that he's residing in yeah but Essentially, they're not out to destroy his world. They're out to destroy the heroes because apparently as they allude to it like, you know, if they defeat the waves in Nafumi's world, then the waves attack somewhere else. Yeah. So it's just like, they made it seem like, hey, if you're driving the waves back, they're, where they're going back to is the world that I'm trying to protect. Right. So, and then they were basically focused on Nafumi because they were like, the other three heroes are, they're useless. Like, they wouldn't be able to fight off the waves. Nafumi is the only one who actually poses any real challenge or danger to defeating the waves. Because, again, if you watched up until this point, you know that after, not even this wave, but the wave prior to this, when we met Glass the first time, the other three were completely useless and Nafumi had to do all the heavy lifting because the he other three... Out that Iron Maiden. Yeah, because the other three aren't out there grinding. They're just playing, you know. They're essentially, in my mind, I equate them to, you know how you have uh, players when you play an RPG. You have some people who are, like, super serious, and you're just like, yeah, I don't mess with them. Mm -hmm. I just, like, go on about my 
my life and you know just have fun with the game but then you have those other people who are like really serious about the game and they they grind and they raise their levels and they have the materials and they have parties and they have all that coordination and they do all that so that when they have like these quests and stuff that are like time sensitive and stuff and you look at who's playing you're like yeah no i'm not even going anywhere near that yeah those other three heroes are essentially the people who are just playing the game for fun yeah, they're they're not trying to beat it. Not that they could. Not that they could, but that's part of the reason why they can't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But so. um, oh, you can go ahead. But yeah, but um, I mean that was pretty much it for the fight. I mean, he defeated her. Um, time basically ran out, and they went back to their world, and Nafumi was still in his, and that's pretty much how it went. Yeah. But um. Oh, we should mention that during this fight. One of the girls from uh, the Bow Heroes party yeah, Bo helped Heroes. out not not for me. Yeah, and it, she was given a direct order from Melty, who is the you know the crown princess. So it's not like she could have disobeyed, but um, it's not like it would have been wise for her to disobey at least. Yeah, I mean she could have, but like we all know what happened the last time somebody disobeyed royalty, it did not work out for them. They almost got executed, and then they were shamed for the rest of their life. Yep. So, she helped out Afumi, and because she did, basically her party turned on her and got her kicked out because all the other heroes are about dumb as a bag of, bag of rocks. Yeah. So, but at least the bag of rocks know what their purpose is, so maybe I'm insulting the rocks in this scenario. <laughs> but, anyway, they kick her out, and Afumi is, like, finally at the point where he's like, you know... After he's teamed up with Lark and the others, he sees how beneficial it is to have other people in his party. So he's like, you know what? If we're going to continue to fight the waves, we need to have more people yeah, in our party. We need to we fight with some other people. Party. <laughs> and so the first person he at, he adds to his party is the girl who gets kicked out of the Bow Heroes party because he's like, hey, you helped me out in the last wave. I couldn't have done it without you. I need a new member. You need a new group. So let's help each other out. And he takes her to the uh, the smithy. I don't know what his name is. He yeah, the but whole he series. takes her to the blacksmith, gets her some new gear, and she's a part of the team. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll learn more about her and all her little personality quirks whenever we get a season two, because I'm really hoping that we get a season two. Um, and, uh, but yeah, after she joins the party, then uh, the queen is basically like, look, Nafumi, you need to ask for something so that I can pay you back for all that you're doing. Because if this continues on and I don't give you a reward, I'm never going to be able to pay you back. Yeah. And so Nafim is like, mm, all right, cool. So what does he do? He becomes Lord over Rattalia's village. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and a bunch of the characters that he's met along the way from inside the city, they move to his village to help him out. So the, uh, the witch. The, the witch, the seamstress uh, lady who made uh, Philo's clothes, mm-hmm. um, the um, other guy that he was selling the plants and stuff to in the beginning. Yeah, I'm sure the blacksmith will move out there too. Yeah, probably. But yeah, so it's cool. He's like rebuilding that area and the whole town and doing all this stuff for this demi-human village and you know, and he did it all behind Raftalia's back. So like Raftalia was like the only the one who one didn't, didn't know. know until like they arrived hmm. and so it was she's just like what's going on and he's like oh yeah uh i'm the lord of this town now <laughs> yeah 
And it's not in the capital, which a lot of people were surprised about because they're like, oh, he's not staying? And it's like, of course he's not staying in the capital. Like, I was dumb. <laughs> After everything y'all put him through, you really think thought he would stay? But, you know, he really does it for Raptalia. And he's, like, giving her, like, you know, roles. Like, you teach the people how to fish and... You know, we're going to train people up and we're going to have more people and this is going to be our home base. And that leads us into this whole, I guess, feelings, all the feelings that you get at the end of an anime. Yeah, it leads us on to all the emotional stuff because basically what Nafumi is doing, he's preparing them to be prepared to live life without him there, Mm -hmm. basically. So it, it gets kind of emotional because it's like he's leaving us, and at the same time, for us the viewers, it's like we know this is the last episode. So he's it's not like he's just leaving this village. This is like no, he's kind of leaving us too in a way. No, he's not leaving the village. That's what they made clear at the end of the yeah, anime. That I know that's what they made clear at the end of the anime. But I'm saying how it feels when you were watching it before. Oh, okay. before you got to the end. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I will agree with that. They make you think that wow, and the way Raftalia sees it is because. Keep in mind that Raptalia knows from day one that he's trying to get back to his own world. He doesn't want to be there. The only reason he is there is because he was summoned and he can't leave. And she already knows that she can't go with him back to his world. Yeah. Right? So she's just like freaking out because she's like, you're doing all of this. And she's like, I don't care if we have to bite glass a million times over. I don't want you to go. You know, I want you to stay. And then he finally tells her, he's like, oh, you're misunderstanding. I'm not leaving. Like, I've made my decision. You know, you're here. Philo's here. I've made a life here. So this is basically going to be our starting point. We're going to start back over from zero. My name is clear. You know, we're building our home base. And we're going to do this right this time. This is the genesis of the shield hero. I think that's those were his words. Mm, yeah. So it basically leads to the start of the show, pretty much. So it's just like it made it really clear that like it's not this over. is that this is not over, and that this is just the beginning. Yeah. So. But the ending, I will say, was also very satisfying from like a viewer standpoint, because it's not like okay, like I know that there's more to the story, but like most of the major points, I guess that I as the watcher wanted cleared up were clear like Nafumi cleared his name he's building his party he's got a good relationship with the kingdom he's got supporters he's the hero that you want him to be that overpowered hero that you want him to be at the the beginning that he's not but he's that at the end if that makes sense yeah it's just like pretty much everything they set up in the beginning they handled by the end of this season um the only thing is the thing they set up in the middle of this season with the stuff with glass. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's left undone to going into the next season. So yeah. you can see the opening for the next season, but the bulk of all the stuff they set up, they went ahead and handled. So it was still satisfying. Yeah. So I 100% want another season, but I don't feel like if I never got another season, I would feel unsatisfied or unfulfilled. Uns- yeah, you know? I agree. It's not that kind of ending. Now, the thing that we really have to talk about is this this, this possible kiss with Raptalia, right? Because this entire time, it has been hinted... It's clear that from second episode, when Raptalia is an adult, that she's in love with Nafu, mm-hmm. right? 
she does not see it as like a, a caretaker type relationship. She sees him like I am legitimately 100% in love with you, right? Yeah. They make that clear. They also make it clear that Nafumi does not see it that way. Right. They make it clear that Nafumi sees her as a like kind of like a, a child like I take care of you type situation like he loves her and he cares deeply for her but not in a romantic type of way right so we get to the end and all of a sudden you know they're they're hugging and but the angle of the camera and like the their face because like I paused it and I looked at it and I'm like you know the way their face is angled like you don't hug somebody and angle your face toward theirs like that for just a platonic hug. Yeah. You know? So, so it, it looked like they were kissing, but they didn't show a kiss. Yeah, and the thing is with Nafumi, if you look very closely, he's blushing. Nafumi has not blushed this entire series. And for like a split half a second, you can see that his cheeks are red. Yep. So, and you know, in anime, blushing is usually a telltale sign of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's usually not anything platonic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. But, but overall, Shield Hero, it's been a great journey. Like, we watched it, you know, since the beginning of the year. It's been a great ride for these uh, 25 episodes. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch if, for whatever reason, you haven't seen it. I would 100% recommend it. Yep. And I would say it's the best anime from uh, spring 2019. Yeah. I mean... Some people may disagree with that. Some people may say, oh, but what about Kimetsu Yuno Yaiba? It's trash. Period. Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, It looks really good, though. Very pretty garbage, but you mean. (laughs) It's still you. The main character is useless, but this is not a hate uh, podcast of Kometsu no Yaiba. Not this one. Not this one. I don't think we'll have any more hate for Kometsu no Yaiba at this point. I think we're just done with no, it. No, it's just, we're done. It's trash. You can't convince me otherwise. Yeah. So, I think this might be a good time to take a break. Yep, let's take a break. <laughs> Alright, so we are back. Mm-hmm. And we have one more anime to talk about. Yep, so we are also wrapping up and departing with Wise Man's Grandchilds. And if you know us, the Otaku Couple, and you know anything about the anime that we like to watch, you know that we love to watch Isekai anime. Because honestly, what better way to start an anime is there than for somebody to get run over by a truck and transported to another magical world where they have overpowered magical superpowers? There is no better way. There's not. It's the only way. It's the only way. So. The way of Isekai. The way of the Isekai. (laughs) But, um. But, um, (laughs) But on to this final episode. Yeah. So, of course, you know that we we enjoyed Wildman's Grandchild from the very beginning because we watched it dubbed and it's hilarious. It is hilarious. It's hilarious. And it was nice to have this fun lighthearted, but still cool power still learning still growth with characters type of anime 
yeah. you know, it's nice to have all those things in one neat little fun package, you know? Yeah, I mean, you get Slice of Life with Shin and Sicilian, you get the action, you get, you know, all the tropey stuff, but yeah, then... You get the fight scenes. Yeah, the one thing I liked about Wiseman's Grandchild as an isekai that I hadn't seen in other isekai anime up to this point was the fact that not only did they react to Shin like, wow, you can do that, they were like pause you can't tell anybody that you can do that because you know what you're doing is unprecedented like you're going to completely destroy our economy the power structure the balance everything like you would like nations would go to war to have you on their side and we can't have that so you have to like mind your power and you can't just show it off to everyone Whereas in other isekai, they're just kind of like, ooh, look at me. I'm overpowered. I can do this thing that you can't do. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I am the world. Yeah. But, so. they, but he also, in this unique situation, he everything he does can be done by other people. Yes, Whereas, so he can teach other people how to do what he's doing. It's just so powerful that it's just like... That it's like... Mind-blowing. Do you want every Joe Blow on the street to know how to make a nuclear bomb? You know? Honestly. That's just kind of what it's like. And, you know, in normal anime, it's like the characters are overpowered, but they're but they're the only ones that's overpowered and you can't steal their abilities. They're just, you know, yeah. top dog. In this one, you know, he can teach these same abilities to other people because everybody's using the same magic system here. So everybody can do the same thing. There's not a so this, n- necessarily natural talent that you have to worry about here. You can just work and get it. Yeah, so it's it's a not a broken system with a wise man's grandchild. Everybody has the same rules to, to play by. The only rule that Shin is breaking is he's not limited to one type of magic. So whereas everybody else had like wind magic or fire magic or ice magic or lightning magic Shin sort of didn't fall into that and he had more like creation magic I think I think they didn't necessarily have they had certain types of magic because it wasn't beneficial for them to try to split themselves into figuring out how to do all different types of magic it's better to specialize but Shin knows everything so he can be great at all things you understand what I'm saying True. I mean, I, I think, guess I think it was probably more of that than you know being than, limited. Than being limited, they weren't limited, but they they chose what they wanted to go into, and that's what they focused on. Okay, well that that makes more sense because they all can you know start fire because that was one of the things that they talked about, and they could all learn his spells. They just didn't. They, but you know, some of them had like healing magic, whereas some of them had like attack magic. Yeah, they certain it was easier to split up people to focus on certain roles because you can be like, you can do a little bit of everything, or you can be really good at something. Yeah, and it, jack when of you all have, trades, master of none. Yeah, and and Shin's broken because he's a jack of all trades and master of all trades. That's <laughs> why he's broken and overpowered. Yeah, well, the full phrase is jack of all trades, master of none is still better than a master of one. So guess Shin proves that to be true yeah but um anyway the purpose <laughs> back on track um the ending episode this one I did not feel as satisfied with the ending only because it like it felt abrupt it felt very abrupt you know this felt like it could have easily been 20 24 episode anime but it was only 12 and in that you know you get a lot of action and you get a lot of fulfillment. So like the slice of life stuff came around full circle. So that was like nice, neat, tied up with the bow. 
Yeah. And like the growth of the other characters was all nice, neat, tied up with the bow. You know, we got that. The only thing that wasn't was sort of like the main overarching storyline of the the demonoid, the rise of the demonoids. Um, so basically, the the guy I think we talked about this in a previous episode. He rose an army of demonoids to destroy the the empire because they murdered his wife for no reason and as we discussed perfectly valid reason everybody has to die fine cool he accomplished his goal he was like okay i'm done y'all go do whatever you want to do the other demonoids did not like that so what do they do they go and provoke shin in his kingdom because they're like hey shin got you know the other guy excited he had to actually fight so they attack a neighboring village shin and the other people other you know ultimate magicians show up they handle the demonoids and they you know just wreck shop on them and then the demonoids call in reinforcements and then you know shin starts actually fighting them but then they fully take a full retreat um and then the other guy shows up and he's like you know interested in fighting shin and everything and Og meets with the king after all this has happened and he's like okay let's form an alliance because the demonoids aren't going to go away they're a problem we have to deal with and then like that's the end of the episode so it's like starting something else but at the same time it doesn't actually end the thing that was already started yeah it felt like if they wanted to they could have ended this like two episodes sooner before the whole fight happened yeah i mean i greatly appreciate seeing the big epic fight for those last two episodes but as far as like the story being wrapped up it felt like they just like opened up so much stuff that it really felt like the beginning (laughs) of a of a new season rather than the end of the current season yeah yeah, so, so I'm hoping that he gets another season at some point because honestly it was funny, it was entertaining. I enjoyed the relationship between Shin and Cecilia because they're like one of the first, I guess, relationships that's not slice of life where I felt like, okay, these are how actual people would interact, you know, short of, you know, let's the go ahead and get engaged type thing. But you know, the the awkward flirting the I like you you like me type thing and we both are aware of that and then he acts her out and then they start dating and everything is just like I want to say like normal yeah. but it's just like it's not over the top flowery it's more realistic eyes. yeah so I enjoyed that and plus Sicilian's actually really pretty for an anime character or maybe it's just because she has blue hair yeah so, so. all the blue hair girls are always pretty I wouldn't say that I can't think of <laughs> but um, um i think that's pretty much it for this anime season um we really enjoyed these two shows the other shows for the most part kind of fell short for us um so we're not going to talk about them yeah this is not a, this is not a hate episode this is just the pure love and share the thoughts episode mm-hmm. except for commencement That is it for this episode of the I'd Rather Anime Podcast, you guys. If you liked it, please subscribe and tell your friends about it. And make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at I'd Rather Anime. If you want to share your opinion about the anime that we talked about, you can tweet at us or you can send us a voice message on Anchor. We know you could be doing other things, but we're glad that you decided to anime with us. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Out. Why? Why would you do that?
I have no clue. I have no clue. That's not your. That's not your. Your role. I say peace. You say Alec. All right. Let's do it again. Peace. Out. So, like, can we watch the anime now? <laughs>